Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a More Than Just Podcast production. Welcome to episode 348 of the More Than Just Go podcast. So my name is Tim Mitra. I'm in Toronto, Ontario. And I just want to give a quick update before we head into WWDC. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're two weeks out at this point uh, from the big event on June 6th. And uh, so just want to catch up with you guys on that. First up is uh, some a bit of fact check. The last time I'm, we were on the show, I mentioned uh, Stomping Tom Connors and referencing Saturday Night Hockey or Hockey Night in Canada. Um, and, uh, in fact, uh, I got that fact wrong as well. It's uh, actually the hockey song is the song that most of us Canadians know, uh, as Stomping Tom's tribute to hockey and, uh, the Saturday night references in reference to a song that he wrote called Sudbury Saturday night, which is uh, pretty much about how a lot of uh, smaller communities get together and have a good time on Saturday night at the bars, that kind of thing. Um, I also forgot to mention that uh, when I was talking about iPhone rental um, rental discussion, we were talking about the possibility of Apple renting phones to people. Um, but back in the day, I used to rent uh, Macs to people who didn't want to pay like full price for a computer; they just needed it for a project or something like that. And so, when I was a reseller, I would uh, I would sell them, or sorry, I would rent them a computer with the option to buy it later on if they wanted. Um, I would add a percentage to the to the monthly cost. So in other words, I'd break down what I thought the value of the computer was, and then I would, you know, uh, mark it up just a touch, make some money. Um, and because, I mean, essentially, I had to pay for the computer up front and carry the risk of, of the person um, not <laughs> paying me back or returning the computer or whatever. Um, and if the customer had bought the device, I would, uh, some, at some point, I would credit back a portion of what they'd paid in rent. So, I mean, from the point of view of renting equipment, I think the understanding is uh, if you're using it for a short period of time, you're not fully investing in in the in the piece. So I could see why I could see why you know Apple or someone like that would add a little bit of a percentage to to stay in business. Um, this next story uh, is a bit of follow up, and uh, it has to do with um, driver's licenses in the Wallet app. Um, and this just just arrived today in my inbox or on Twitter actually. Uh, 
that Maryland has now added uh, the ability to add uh, your driver's license to your phone. Um, you know, you can use it as, at TSA or you can use it to show the police. They just have to unlock your phone to get at it. Um, this is in addition to other uh, states that were announced to do this, um, Arizona, Colorado, Hawaii, Mississippi, Ohio, and as well as Puerto Rico. And Apple had previously also said that Georgia, Connecticut, Iowa, and Kentucky, Oklahoma, and Utah would, uh, would be doing um, digital licensing on, um, on the phones. And I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about Canada, but I think that uh, I've, I've heard rumors of it, of it being in the work, but I don't know nothing about that in, in Ontario where I live. So that's it. Um, now, with respect to WWDC, uh, if, I mean, maybe you don't know this, but there was a lottery uh, to go and attend the event uh, to, to see a screening of, of the keynote and the platform State of the Union uh, at Apple Park in, I assume, the Steve Jobs Theater. Um, there's also a new developer center that's being opened up. And so people can go there and, and check that out. So it's not actually, you're not actually at the live keynote, but you're at a screening of it. Still a you know great event to get together if you can afford it to go and hang out with other other um, developers. I mean, people like Paul Hudson are going to be there. I happen to know because he, he just tweeted that he's he's got uh, one of the invites. I didn't get an invite. Nobody that we know of on the MTJC Slack or even the host got, a, got an invite. But the point of this uh, I wanted to tell you is that uh, you can now book uh, special tours if you're lucky enough to be going there um, to get a tour, uh, including Apple Park Hills, the fitness center, uh, uh, presumably the developer center. We're not 100% sure about that, as well as, uh, you know, attending the screening of the uh, keynote and the Platform State of the Union, which is an hour earlier this year. Normally, it used to be at 2 p.m. after lunch kind of thing at regular WWCs, but this year it is at uh, an hour earlier. Um, so that would be 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time. If you're like me, you're going to be watching it then. I used to be on at 5 p.m. But uh, yeah, so check it out. Uh, there's a link here in the show notes about uh, that if you happen to be going. And of course, you can follow Paul Hudson, who, uh, of course, is tweeting about this regularly. And of course, he'll be going like a madman during the, <laughs> during the event. Um, and uh, just a couple of quick picks. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Oh, I actually did one talk about the iPhone 14 renders. Uh, John Prosser had uh, posted a YouTube video today. Uh, one of his friends has done, I'm sorry, I got the name of the guy who did it, but he did some renders of 3D renders of the iPhone 14 as they believe it will, I think 14, sorry, iPhone 14 Pro as they believe it will appear in purple which is apparently the color that has been, you know, somewhat confirmed, I'm doing air quotes, uh, by uh, Ming-Chi Kuo and, and a few other people. And uh, so we're not really sure what that's going to look like in terms of purple, whether it'll be mauve or it'll be the purple rain. Hopefully, Jaime wants it to be the purple rain phone, of course, but, uh, or, you know, the color of the Joker's jacket and in the dark night. But uh, we'll, we'll uh, if it's anything like the, I, the IMAX, where the lighter color is on the front of the screen and the dark, deeper colors on the back, um, you might be disappointed. Um, but uh, another thing in the, in the re rendering that's kind of cool is, or maybe cool, I don't know, is that there's a, a circle and a sort of a, a ellipsis where the camera and the, um, the, uh, the lighter or the face scanner, scanner and front facing camera and proximity sensor are going to be on the front and no longer in a notch. It's going to just be holes cut. You know, if you see them in the renders, um, cut into the device um arguably bigger than the notch like taking up more space but uh you know what I, i've argued this before 
I don't see the notch when I'm unless I'm looking right at it and and really know and notices I really notice that kind of thing. Maybe when I'm watching a movie or something like that in landscape, I might notice the notch is there. And I got a couple of quick picks here. Um, um, maybe yeah. Oh yeah, we'll do. I will do. I mean, pick as well since he's not here today. So Daniel Plunkass uh, or Daniel. Um, uh, yeah, Daniel Plunkass. Um, Daniel Jalkut. Sorry, Daniel Jalkut uh, of uh, Red Sweater fame. Um, he has posted this link about um, the whenever you upload an app to the App Store, you may notice that you get uh, challenged to explain whether or not you're using encryption in your app. Um, Apple has uh, you know issues with with exporting across different borders and stuff like that, uh, different kinds of encryption. So you have to disclose whether you're using it or not. That said, there is a uh, variable you can put into your um, your uh, info p list to uh, say whether or not you do in fact use this. It's ITS app uses non-exempt encryption. And that that's the actual key. Um, and I think the English translations are very similar to that. But um, uh, I'd forgotten about this because I had heard about this many, many years ago. And I've, like in my apps, for instance, I don't use any encryption. So I've always put that, that, that key in with a value of no. That way, when I upload my my build to the App Store for test flight or for uh, release, I don't get I don't see the uh, the, the challenge about whether or not uh, you put that in there. But anyway, so there's a link here uh, from to Daniel's tweet and also to the uh, documentation on the Apple Developer site talking about that. But like I said, the simplest thing I've done is I just added it, set it to no because you know, and I've done that in all of the apps that I've published. I just checked them this morning. I just checked them a little while ago before I uh, got in here. Uh, Jaime's pick this week is uh, is a young lad named Jaime Lopez Jr. who is is being hosted on the Engineering Leader, talking about uh, building a great engineering team. So he talks about banking and fintech, which is the stuff that that um, Jaime's uh, a big fan of. And I'm just trying to get the name of the host. Uh, I should know this because he's um, may appear on a future episode. Um, Steve, I believe. I'm going to go with Steve. We'll we'll basically work this. Oh, Steve Steve Westgar from. Uh, from the UK, uh, Jaime met him at uh, when he was at uh, iOS Dev UK, I think, uh, a few years ago, and talked about you know his career, talked about you know building great teams and different things that you that he believes you should do. So check out that episode. That's Jaime's pick for this week. You know, shameless plug for him. Um, by the time this airs, you may have missed the Swift UI series. That is a series of uh, day long challenges that um, are being published to um you can you basically have to sign up for it but um they're appearing they're like live youtube sessions um there's a daily challenge and you get to build different things like work on swift ui animations there's one on workarounds and a few other things like that um maybe i'll just open the page here and have a look at it probably should share my screen but that would be too much that would make too much sense right um yeah so they did a speed run uh earlier uh today's was an animation tomorrow is mac os in swift ui and accessibility on friday so unfortunately by the time you get this yeah this will be over but that said you can still catch the videos on the youtube so definitely check that out if you can um and a couple of things well, actually, i actually want to show you once so i have a link in the show notes for this one but i just got this i just received this app, app icon book um by michael flower uh, out of Denmark. Uh, it is, if you're into um, iOS art and like I am, this is a great book. It's got, uh, you know, various uh, uh, app designs in here, uh, icon designs, I should say. Like, you know, it's got some of our favorite people like James Thompson. You know, here's like a whole series on the evolution of uh, Twitterific. 
few other things. It also comes with this little cool, little handy dandy uh, stencil, which lets you uh, create a thumbnail for your uh, your um, for your icons. Anyway, so yeah, so like here's here's like you know Alto's Adventure, for example. And it's just the evolution of this new, basically an art form. I mean, you know, since we've started doing apps didn't exist, you know, until like uh, 2007, 2008. Um, and yeah, this is a great tribute, sort of like an art book, but uh, a nice little shiny cover. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely worth getting. I, I, to be honest with you, I think I paid around, I want to say $80 uh, US for it. Um, and then, of course, you know, I got nailed in another $35 for duty and taxes coming into the country. And then DHL lost it and delivered it to the wrong house. So I had to run down the street and grab that. Anyway, so check out the iOS app icon book. And uh, actually, maybe I will share my screen for this next one. But the next link I've got here is uh, about oh, it's a couple of things, actually. One is, and I skipped over this one here, uh, some tutorial apps or tutorials that Apple has published. Um, these are from... Uh, some Mac OS uh, apps. So if you haven't seen these already, this is exploring SwiftUI sample apps, uh, various various different ones, you know, like navigating, presenting content, um, you know, responding to user input, working with uh, grids. Um, let me just go into some of these here. So yeah, like if you go into Date Planner, they have this uh, this cool little Date Planner. Walks you through very similar to the um, uh, SwiftUI tutorials that we had uh, last couple of years. Um, as you scroll through this side over here, it highlights as it talks about the different parts of the app, like, you know, state object and, you know, building navigation views and that kind of stuff. Um, and what's cool about it is it ties into not only Xcode, but also ties into my other pick, which is the fact that the um, Swift UI, or uh, Apple, uh, Swift Playgrounds has now been updated for... Um, for Mac OS to support apps. Like, so for instance, here's the app that I created a couple months ago. This is an app created right in, in Playgrounds. Uh, come on, oh, what is going on? Yeah, there we go. So this is this is an app that, I, I, full disclosure, uh, Paul Hudson published this, and so I, I just sort of cribbed it, but um, you can see here if it ever launches, it's much faster on the, um, on the Intel, or sorry, on the M1, but this is my Intel. And is it gonna preview? Come on, you can do it. So anyway, the point is that you can now build, uh, if you have, you have to uh, have Mac OS 12.4 installed and you have to have this version of Playgrounds, which I believe is 4.1, which just came out uh, this week, beginning of this week. And um, yeah, so you can basically build apps uh, directly in, um, in here by, you know, just going into uh, here and just create a new app right there in, you know, where you go, give it a name, you know, I change the name of the app. Um, give it an icon, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, you build yourself a nice little app. So what's cool about the um, the project files here from these these uh, things on the, the sample apps that Apple's got, you click on them and um, download them to your downloads folder. And when you open, oh, this is interesting. On It's funny, on the, um, oh, that, that's interesting. On the, uh, yeah, you get a Swift, uh, Swift package manager file, right? So if I double click on this, it opens right into um with playgrounds app right um and then you can basically look at the content and and uh get a preview of it hopefully if it ever runs of course I'm, i did this i'm recording on my intel machine so i should have might use, use my m1 which uh like yeah there you go so there's a preview of it right there you know i can come in here and i can play around i can look at the code i can see examine you know like the the um event detail view and see how that's put together um i 
a little bit of advice on how Apple, you know, handles the different models. Um, here's the actual app itself. You can see that they're creating an event data state object here. Um, and then you've got this event list, which is the, the first view that will appear in the app. So head over to event list view. So this is basically like a, what we used to be calling a table view controller. So now it's on a Swift UI list and you see that over here in the, in the app itself. So, you know, then you've got like, you push to a detailed view, you know, you can um, choose a color, let's choose red, let's choose a sound icon. You can give it a name. So record, but you know, I can uh, choose a time. Let's say, let's do it for um, mid, uh, midnight tonight. I want to put it in the future, basically. And then, uh, then I can hit add, and there you go. There's my, my item there. If, for instance, here, WWDC, I can go in and edit uh, the date on this guy, make it 2021. Yeah, and so that moves the WWDC up for the next 30 days or so. So anyway, it's kind of cool. You can play around with, with how they've done that. You can look at how they're doing this, this uh, Swift UI symbol, symbols for these, these guys here, and that's cool. And if you want to, you can. Um, this might mess up my recording. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, you can also um, come in here, and if you want to, if you don't want to see it in in um, Playgrounds, you can uh, open it right up into Xcode. Oh yeah, here we go. Install component. <laughs> isn't isn't this wonderful? Always always practice your demos before you do them live, kids. That's the lesson here. And um, will this open this file? Yeah. So my point is, if you don't have, um, if you're not running um, Xcode or if you're not running Swift Playgrounds, you want to work in Xcode, you want to have code completion, you want to have things like that, um, you can, of course, open them up in here. And uh, again, I can also go to this guy, and I should be able to get Canvas view coming here. Oh. Ah, yeah, it's probably my, probably my, um, my version of Xcode, yeah, probably too, too old. I, yeah, again, I was trying this out on my, on my M1, which has got uh, the latest version, yeah, 13.1, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty stale. So here you can see in this Xcode, there's there's the the app loaded up in um, miracle of uh, screen sharing. You can see that's my M1 Mac. Oops, make this I won't make it bigger. Anyway, so yeah, same same sort of deal. You can you can you know play around with the app, uh, renders right away. And of course, if I like I said before, if I open it up in in um, uh, Swift U or sorry, in Swift, yeah, what's this thing called? Um, <laughs> Swift Playgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, if I click on this, then by the way, I'm talking to myself. Come on, there you go. Okay, yeah. So you can see this guy, and you can see on the on the M1, it renders right away. So it's super nice on the M1. You know, uh, that's an M1 Air, and you can see the different pictures of people. That, and this is again this Paul Paul Hudson example that he put up for, called Friend Face Friend Face a few months ago. I'll put a link in the show notes for that one as well. So that's pretty much my picks for this week. So it's sample apps from Apple. Um, Swift Playgrounds 4.1, which basically means you can build apps now on your um, on your iPad Pro with your keyboard and your mouse, or you can or your pencil, and you can use you know uh, your Mac to do um, Swift Playgrounds on the uh, on the. And the idea is you know you publish apps for uh, iPad and iPhone written right on on the iPad device if you want, or you can build them in you build apps Swift UI apps directly in. Uh, on your Mac now, uh, without using Xcode, right? So um, for for what that's worth, and of course, you know, I don't know. I think I, I probably uh, cross borders on both sides. I probably would want to do some tweaking in in Xcode. The other thing too about that is is what I should wear. neglecting to tell you as well is you can start a project on Swift Playgrounds and then move it over to Xcode to sort of polish it up uh, and so on and so forth. So yeah, check that out. 
And I believe, let me just check my notes. Where is my Safari? Here's the data planner here. I tell explain what earlier. Trust and open. And you can see right away on the M1, it's uh, generates preview right away. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So definitely there's an advertisement for getting an M1 versus uh, sticking with the Intel. So yeah, Peter Powder, get at her. Um, yeah. So that's it for another week of MTJC. My name is Timitra, T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machines where you'll find me. And until next time, we'll see you in the future. Bye. This has been another episode of the More Than Just Code podcast. If you want to find out more about the show, you can visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fireside.fm. There you can find a summary and show notes of each episode. We list links to the apps, code, and news that we mentioned on the show. If you like the podcast, tell your friends, leave a comment on the website, or write a review on iTunes. And please recommend us in your favorite podcatcher. All of these things help others find out about the show. We really appreciate your help with spreading the word. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you, so use the hashtag AskMTJC and we may mention you on the show. Friends of the show can also join us on the podcast Slack channel. Once again, the podcast Twitter account is at MTJC underscore podcast. Please consider supporting the show by pledging any amount on patreon.com slash MTJC. Every dollar pledged helps a lot. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.